as we age, well, unfortunately, our bodies change. And the older we are, the more fragile we tend to get. So today we are talking about orthopedic surgery, geriatric fractures, and bone health. Joining us for this conversation is Dr. Michael Mielstein, an orthopedic surgeon at McLaren Health. This is McLaren's In Good Health, the podcast from McLaren. I'm Caitlin White. All right, Dr. Mielstein, why do seniors seem to experience broken bones more easily than younger adults? As we age, our bone density decreases. When we're young, it takes a lot more force, like a car accident, to cause a fracture. When we're elderly, just like a small fall would cause a fracture just as serious as it would in a motor vehicle accident if given a young person's age. So are there certain medical conditions or environmental situations that would increase the likelihood of a fall? Sure. There's a lot of medical conditions that make people more predisposed to a fall, like impaired muscle function or arthritis imbalance issue, muscle weakness, things like that. Even very low blood pressure can cause a person to fall. Environmentally, there's a lot of things around the house that cause people to fall. Slippery or wet surfaces like a bathroom, poor lighting, or cluttered pathways in their house that create tripping hazards. Anything like that would be a major environmental risk for a senior to have a fall and then cause a fracture. Now, what are the most common fractures in seniors? What do you see a lot? We see a lot of both fractures to the upper and lower extremity, like shoulder fractures, wrist fractures are very common, spine fractures are common, even pelvis fractures are common. The thing that people associate more with senior fractures are hip fractures, which are very common as well. But basically, any fracture, either upper or lower extremity, are very, very common in elderly in varying severities. Now, why do these geriatric fractures take longer to heal than what we might see again in a younger patient? It's more about that elderly patients are just more unhealthy. They have more medical conditions like diabetes or high blood pressure that cause decreased healing and longer healing times. And then things like nutrition. Elderly people tend to be more malnourished than younger individuals, and so that causes also less ability to heal because we need both our nutrition and our health and all the factors that need for bone healing together to work and really appropriately have good bone healing and good function after that bone healing happens. Now, aside from slower healing times, do these fractures in geriatric patients pose other health risks? They do. Just having a fracture in itself increases you to having another fractures. People that, for instance, have a hip fractures are two and a half times more likely to have another type of fracture throughout their life. It's very common to have one hip fracture and then within a year have another one. So having these fractures is really our first sign for a lot of of times that we need to really start the preventive strategies in these patients more aggressively to help them have another fracture because this can lead to significant functional deficits and their ability to function independently. Of course, it would always be best to just prevent a fall or a fracture in general. I mean, what can we do to reduce the likelihood of these incidents happening? Some of them are medical and some of them are environmental. You know, medical factors we have are medications that prevent bone health decline or increase the bone density of a patient. Environmental are really taking care of some of those things around the environment, like making bars in the shower or decreasing the amount of 
throw rugs in a patient's home, decreasing the tripping hazards. So both environmental and medical factors really play a strong role in decreasing the chance of an elderly person sustaining a fall and then sustaining a fracture. And of course, I mean, fractures happen. So what does typical treatment look like? Is surgery kind of always, is surgery going to always be required? That's really a wide question because it really depends on the severity and the place. A lot of wrist fractures and shoulder fractures, for instance, can be treated non-operatively in a cast or in a sling and just take time to heal. However, some things like a hip fracture or a fracture around a toll hip or toll knee, which a lot of our elderly patients have, almost always requires surgery. So it's really dependent on the type of fracture, where it is, and how severe it is. Because at the end of the day, we really just want to restore function. And if we can do that without surgery, that's usually our number one choice. But unfortunately, sometimes we just cannot restore function of that patient without performing surgery. Great. Well, wrapping up here, what advice can you share for seniors listening regarding, you know, reducing the likelihood of or the consequences from these geriatric fractures? I think there's a lot seniors can do. I think having active conversations with their physicians about their bone health on their yearly checkups, whether that be bone density, whether that be medications or vitamin supplementation like vitamin D and calcium. I think that really working with their family about what are their risk falls and is their environment safe for them. There's a great resource for preventing falls in the elderly that the Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons puts out and it's readily available on the website amongst other sources to really help families discern that. Having an active lifestyle, we know that patients that are more physiologically healthy and strong have less likely to fall and sustain fractures. And lastly, really nutrition, making sure that they're eating right, eating enough calories. Elderly, we find that a lot of times are malnourished. They're not eating the right amount of food and for them and Uh, Whether that's due to financial circumstances or other circumstances, they're just not getting enough calories to sustain their muscle mass, which uh, having an increased muscle mass decreases the chance of falls. Well, Dr. Mielstein, is there anything we missed in our conversation about fractures? I think that, again, I would encourage all elderly to really broach that question with their family and their uh, health providers about how can they prevent falls because it is really a major risk factor to their health if they sustain a fracture, especially one that needs surgery. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Dr. Mielstein. To learn more about Dr. Mielstein or submit a question, visit mclaren.org slash Mielstein. That's mclaren.org slash M-I-L-S-H-T-E-Y-N. If you enjoyed this podcast, find more just like it by checking out our past episodes. And be sure to give us a like and a follow if you do. This is McLaren's In Good Health, the podcast from McLaren. I'm Caitlin White. Thanks for being with us.